The best thing I did was to choose the right heroes, said Warren Buffett. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture, but this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. That was Warren Buffett talking about what shaped his career. And choosing and using heroes is very much a key part of shaping the behavior of others and therefore building the culture that you want. Through this series on shaping behavior, we've talked about role modeling and encouraging and not tolerating behavior. And today I want to cover the skill of amplifying. And when I say amplifying, the image I find most useful is when you think about someone on a theater stage, you know, where all their gestures are overplayed and they will wear this rather strong makeup because they're trying to make sure that people who are a long way away actually receive the message they're trying to send through their acting. If one of my children or one of my team, for example, takes an unexpected or unasked for responsibility for something, stepping in and fixing something that's been broken, it's important for me to acknowledge and to affirm that. And we talked about encouraging in another episode. But what this episode is about that even more powerful is to amplify that deed by talking about it to others and referring to it as an example of the sort of behavior that you're all looking for. I was very influenced when I was a teenager by the headmistress of my school. I went to a boarding school. I'd only been going a few years in a beautiful old stately home in England. And the headmistress was considered very young. I think she was about 35. So it was quite a radical appointment. And she was a strong, fiery, quite outspoken feminist, actually. And in those days, being a feminist was unusual. And as a special treat, some evenings, she used to invite groups of us girls to her private flat, where we would have mugs of hot cocoa and hear her talk about all the women that she knew, the stories she would tell us about women who were out there breaking stereotypes and making a difference in the world. And whenever I smell hot chocolate, I'm taken back to that kind of combination of slight fear, because she was somewhat an intimidating woman, but also the awe and that sort of stirring in me of wanting to be a woman like that. She would invite old girls to come back and talk to us all the time about what they were doing, particularly ones who'd found a voice, who'd become women that were worth something in some, such a male-dominated world. And she would encourage us you know, to disagree with her and speak up and be independent thinkers, and she would praise us. But then she would also, in assembly, talk about us, talk about girls who'd been someone who'd done that. And what she did right there in that school, and I'm just so grateful for her for having done it, was she created a culture where we believed and acted as if we were good enough too, and that we could be whoever we wanted to be. And I think that shaped who I've become. 
So it's a powerful memory for me of somebody who was able to amplify the behavior that she valued and she wanted all of us to adopt in all these different ways that she had to do that. So Miss Hancock, that was her name, she knew the behavior that she wanted to shape in us and she amplified each example she could find. And we can all do that. And I've seen it done so many successful times as a part of our efforts to build the cultures that we want. There are three steps, I think, to going about doing that. The first one is to really look out for those moments that are particularly symbolic of what you're trying to build in the culture, in your group, in your team, in your family, in your organization or whatever. Really good moments, for example, are moments where there's been a sacrifice made. For example, where you did something that was right for the customer, even though it meant that you earned less money. I remember recently persuading one of our clients that they didn't really need to pay for us at all to carry out what they'd asked us to do because they had these great talent inside the organization who were keen to do the work themselves and somehow the, you know, the more senior people have felt that they needed to go outside to do it. So in persuading them to take the internal option, it was this very strong symbol of our intention to be really customer-centric. And that story, of course, tells people in our organization what we truly value. Or maybe there was a moment when you, one of your team did something that you saw where they made a decision that you know, you know was right for the whole enterprise, but maybe made things more difficult for them short term. So when you see those kind of sacrifices being made, those are great symbolic examples. And the question then is, having found them, what do you do to amplify them? So one thing is you need to build the story. So what was the behavior and why was it such a great example of the culture that you're building? And how do you link the two in a narrative? Because what I find when I'm working with many leaders who are seeking to lead a culture is that they assume, as I think we all do, that people will see that link. It, it feels kind of obvious, but people don't necessarily see that link. You have to explicitly, in my mind, let them know about that. Now, if you work in a large organization, you know, you've got a, a whole internal communications department who you probably have access to, who can help you to shape that story. If you're just shaping behavior within your own team or your own organization or your own family, then obviously you're going to have to do it yourself. But actually working out, and I find even writing down what is that narrative, is really useful. So let's say, for example, you choose to ask somebody to leave the organization because maybe their behavior has been... Just, you know, they consistently haven't been delivering on what they said they were going to do. There's a story to tell to the rest of the team about that, about the standard of behavior, about keeping your word, about why that matters to your organization, to your customers, about how having the right culture where that becomes the norm is really going to help your organization in the future. And then finally, about how, you know, even this, you know, maybe this was a really nice guy who everybody really liked. You just couldn't have that behavior happen consistently over and over again over a long period of time. So there's the narrative. And that becomes the story where you can then amplify your decision 
in a way that it actually strengthens and shapes the behavior of other people. Because remember all of this, we're doing all of this because everybody is always looking for the signals about how do I need to behave to fit in around here? What is good behavior? What do people want of me? And the more you can communicate that, the more you will find that you will shape the behavior of everybody else. Because essentially, we are, as human beings, people who want to belong to a tribe. I know many leaders who actually are starting to do some great decisions, making some great moves, behaving in really good ways themselves, doing the role modeling piece really well, but they haven't got the hang of amplification. And so they're not capitalizing on what they're doing. And what's happening is at the most, some people who are around them who will therefore see the decisions that are being made or the behavior that's being displayed may pick it up and may link it to the broader goal of the culture. But anyone who's not physically co-located is not going to see it. And even those people who are around it may not see it. So a lot of the coaching that I do is actually finding the things that leaders are doing really, really well already and just showing them how they can amplify that in a much more explicit way in order to shape the behavior of other people. So once you've got that narrative, then tell the story every which way you can. Tell it on social media, tell it when you're talking to people informally, tell it when you give a presentation, you know, throw away some of those slides in the presentation and just tell some stories about those incidences like my headmistress used to do and inspire people and educate people through those stories that you're telling. This is what great behavior looks like. So this is the exercise for this week. Look out for, find some great examples, symbolic examples, where there was a very clear behavior that is exactly what you're looking for for the future. Build the story, create the narrative, and then work out your communication strategy. Where can you tell it? How often can you tell it? As often as you can. So this is the final episode in the series on shaping behavior, where I really wanted to expand what you've learned previously, I hope, about how you can walk your talk to show how you can use that to then start shaping the behavior of others and thus building a culture that you want. I hope that you've gained something from this series, some valuable ideas that will help you to do that in your organization. And I invite you to look out for next week's episode where we're going to introduce a whole new series, which is going to be about purpose and how to become more purpose-led and how you can use that to build your credibility by walking your talk in your organization. I look forward to you joining me next week. Thank you. <laughs>